0: I thought that I would do like the uh, colloquial term that the athletes and the young folk are using I'm in my bag so I'm going to reach in my bag and grab something that might help us today on sacrifice and uh, while I reach in my bag y'all don't don't, y'all turn up and don't kill my vibe (laughs) yeah this side over here you're killing my vibe so y'all need to turn up over here and let's study the word of God together. Let's, let's look at John chapter five. And I noticed the other day on TV that, that well, streaming live, that uh, Brother Hamilton uh, preached from the same text. So let's go back to the text and just pick up a few things that, as I see it. Can we do that? All right, good, 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 good. And I love the, 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 the gravity and the gravitas of this message. Look at verse number five, and let's just look at verse five and six, six and nine, six through nine. Be good. You got your Bibles? I brought mine. Let's all stand for the reading of the word. John chapter five, Johanian letter, chapter five, verse six through nine. The Bible says, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, wilt thou... Be made whole. Look at verse seven. The impotent man answered him, "Sir, I have no one, no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming to put me, he another step down before me." Jesus saith unto him, "Rise, take up thy bed." And walk. And emphasis is mine. And immediately. Again, the emphasis is mine. Immediately. Immediately. The man was made whole. And took up his bed. And walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. That's good. I want to use this as a subject. I want to tag this. Y'all ready? Don't make excuses. Make adjustments. I told you you ain't going to like me. Don't make excuses. Make adjustments. Let me set this up. This text, prior to this text, You have to understand the Johanian letter and his historicity. First of all, you start in chapter one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And that word became flesh and dwelt among us. I like the the NLT version. The word became flesh and came in our neighborhood. (laughs) Chapter two, Jesus attends a wedding. And his time was not yet come, but they had a, I want you to remember this, they had a situation. They had a situation. The, the wine had run out. And so the mother of Jesus said to Jesus, uh, why don't you help them? And he told the people, whatever he says, do it. Because that's, a, that's problematic when the wine runs out. And so Jesus took the barrels and et cetera. And he said, fill them, the water pots with water. Now, the theological conundrum comes in when when does the water turn into wine? That's the theological conundrum. And let me suggest to you, I believe that the water turned into wine at the time they put the water in Jesus hands. Whatever your situation is, take it and put it in the hands of Jesus and watch Jesus work it out for you. The man said, You know what? I've seen a lot of things. Usually folk water it down, but you guys save the best for last. I come by to tell you, I don't care how old you are, when you accept Jesus, your latter years can be better than your beginning years. But you got to give Jesus your. your situation and all of us got a we got churches that got to that's why I don't appreciate folk that want to run from church to church every church you go to gonna have a and you know why it has a because you're there see we're human we all have problems see see, see it's a microcosm of ourselves the church because the church has problems It's just a direct effect of the fact that you have problems. Some of y'all live by yourself and you still got problems. Take your and turn it into Jesus hands. And then chapter three, uh, Nicodemus comes to Jesus by night and says, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that come from God. Because nobody can do what you've been doing except God be with him. And then uh, he said, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. But then many people want to go to verse John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And they say, well, he didn't mention baptism. That who believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But check out the text. He don't have to say it in verse 16 because he already said it in verse 3 and 5. You must be born of the water and of the spirit. He's already covered it. So he didn't have to say it in verse number 16. Preach, pointer, I think I will. Y'all won't say amen. i say my own amen. And I'm not arrogant. I just do good preaching when I hear it. Now watch this. Watch this. So so, then chapter four. That's where I was going to preach this morning, but I moved over a chapter. The woman at the well. You remember, don't you? Isn't it interesting that Jesus took a woman at the well that had moral issues, but he taught her about worship. I wish I had time. But then you come to chapter five. That's where we are. I got to come to five where we are because my time is running out. Look at chapter five, verse six. You, you'll notice that I'd use my tag it as don't make excuses, make adjustments. Well, first of all, let's go to verse number one and work our way down and show you what's going on. When you look at verse number one, you said after these there were a feast of the Jews. And, and let me just say we don't know what feast it was. See, Don't, don't add to the Bible. The Bible says the feast. Now, now that feast. Uh, Possibly could have been the peace, the feast uh, of Pentecost. Uh, the feast could have been the feast of the Passover. Uh, the feast could have been the feast of the tabernacle. We, we don't know. So we have to speak where the Bible speaks and be silent where the Bible is silent. Somebody ought to preach this lesson. All right. So then it then it goes on to say in verse three, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. And it, and it talks about the, like the pool of Bethesda, which means actually the, the porch, a house of mercy. I don't have time to deal with all of that. But, but then he said the impotent were there. Who were there, pointed? I'm glad you asked. That's why I'm preaching to y'all. The blind were there. The halt were there. The wizard were there. Why were they there? Waiting for the moving of the water. For they believed that an angel went down in a certain season into the pool to trouble the water. And whosoever got in the water first troubled the water were healed of whatsoever disease that they had. Now, first of all, I want to tell you that this was uh, a legendary myth. Because we can't find anywhere in the scriptures where that there was a water. And if you get in the water, you're going to be healed. So this was probably a town local myth. But somehow they believed it and they stayed there at that pool until they got healed. I'm, I'm going somewhere. They stayed at the pool until they got healed. All right. All right. See, you have to stay in your church until you get your healing. Because your healing comes when you come to worship God, and let me just say this to to, to the uh, millennials. Can I talk to the millennials just for a moment? Can I talk to them just for a moment? Just can I do that just for? I don't want to speak to the millennials. I can't talk to the millennials. Can I talk to the millennials for a moment? Now, let me say something to you. This is the the millennials have come in a time we love them in the church. We we have a growing population in our church of millennials, and and but but they're very selfish. Oh, y'all getting quiet? Very selfish. But we got some old folk being selfish too. Remember this, it's not about you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not about you. We are trying to grow a church. We ain't got time for all these selfies. It's not about you. We had a situation. I was in Nashville at the time. My, my, my mother-in-law called me and, and, and said, uh to out. I said, yes. She said, we got, a, we got a situation. I said, what's the situation? She said, well, I called sister so-and-so And um, she won't bring fried chicken. So I said, "Okay, let let me give her a call. Because we're trying to have a a gospel meeting, a big day. I need you to bring some chicken, fried chicken. So I called up the sister and I said, sister, we have a I need some fried chicken. And she went to tell me her, her, her her problem. She said, well, let me tell you why. I'm having problems. Well, you see, I I, I the last fellowship, I, I brought some some green beans. I said, okay. And and I brought the green beans, and I noticed that I went downstairs and I followed the green beans, and and when I and 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 I noticed that they, they took my beans and mixed it with somebody else's beans. <laughs> I said, okay. I said that, that we gotta deal with that. I said, what else is your problem? And and another thing, I brought my caramel cake. You know I like my I said, yes. It never made it out of the kitchen. I said well praise God I said let me deal with these two issues here because we got to and I said here's what you do here's what you do here's what you do I said I said well number one I'm gonna make a mandate rule that it is forbidden to mix beans together because look I can't cook but I can tell when you can't cook but you can't mix somebody else's beans Baked beans, green beans, potato, whatever it is, with somebody else's stuff. So I'm going to make a law and write an email to everybody that cooks. This is a law. She said, "Thank you, thank you, Doctor." I said, "Thank." You. And I said, "Now, now, as for your <clears throat> caramel cake, that's the highest compliment that you can get if your cake never made it out of the kitchen, because the folk that cook know you can cook." And if they hold your food back, that means you got some. <laughs> Y'all that going to help me? If they're going to work, they want the best cake. That's a compliment. But my point was, I told her, look, now that we solve these issues, Sunday, bring your fried chicken because it ain't about you. And a lot of us in the church, we want to stop the church progress because we think it's all about us. We're trying to build a church and a kingdom for God. It's not about I need you to bring the fried chicken. <laughs> Don't make excuses.
1: Y'all got it all right. All
0: right. So, so in this text, so, so in this text, I got to move, I got to move hurriedly. In this text, we see, and then verse five, that a certain man was there, which had an firm about 30 eight years and, and, and I wish I had time to talk about that because the, the Bible is silent on this we don't know whether he came in at the age of 30 and he's been there now 38 years or whether he's been there 15 years and now he's been there Latter, we don't know all I know is he's had this infirmity for 38 years but isn't it something that no matter what you're going through Jesus comes in and sees that you have a need maybe you've been in this church for a long time maybe you hear when it was the old 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 mountain view and Overton Road isn't it something how God can come and see you no matter where you are and who you are and know that you need healing someone's been hurting for a long time We got hurt years ago. We're still walking around mad about it. Look, get over it. We're trying to get healed. Now, 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 let me get to the important part. Then he says, the question I want to ask you, he says, and Jesus knew, Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there now a long time in that case and said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Here's the point I want to make. The question is, do you want to get well? Let me come in and say, y'all ain't looking right. Let me come in and say, let me ask the question again. Do you want to get well? I've come to the conclusion there's some folk in the church that don't want to get well. Okay, now here's the key point. Here's the part I want you to shout out. You ready? I'm. I'm the, do you want to get well? But look at the next part. Then I found, I kept wondering, why y'all ain't shouting? Look at the next verse. Then the impotent man answered. Okay, y'all missed it. Oh, you missed your chance to shout. Do you want to get well? Then the text said, the impotent man, the powerless man, okay, the sick man. See, 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 you can't get well because you're sick. Jesus said, "Do you want to get well?" And then the sick man comes out. Oh, y'all missed it. You missed it. Do you want to get well? The sick man answered. See, sometimes you're going to have to come and stay in church a little longer because you need the prayers of the righteous. Because sometimes you're fighting things that are in from your granddaddy's bones. Yes. Wow. See, you, you come to church trying to fight something and you've done everything you can do, but you still keep doing it because it's in your it's in your bones. You, you're fighting granddaddy's bones. You got some granddaddy issues. Hello. So you're going to need the love of God and the church to help you overcome those things so you can be the man of God and become the people of God that God wants you to be. But you got to fight because a lot of times you're well, I, can, I don't know why I keep doing the same thing. Oh, I'll tell you why. It's your granddaddy's bones. You look, wonder why you, you drink a lot. Go, go, go find your DNA and climb your heritage. I guarantee there's someone in your family. They did a whole lot of drinking. So it's in your, it's in your family. So a lot of us want to do what's right. And you know then what Paul said, when I would do good, evil is always present. But it's in your granddaddy's bones. So some of y'all are just fighting your granddaddy's bones. So you need to come down there and pray for me because I got this thing for my granddaddy's bones. Okay, preach points, I think I will. All right, so so then the next verse says, I got to move on. And then, and then, and then I got to move on. Uh, then he said, then he made excuses. Well, I want to do good, but somebody's always getting in the water before me excuses I want to come to church but every time I get up I'm tired I want to come to church but every time I get up I got a headache you don't want excuses listen we can do anything we want to do when you want your nails done and you want to buy some new hair oh I'm sorry man that hair is expensive if I try to buy hair I know y'all like money for everything we want to buy but when it comes to the church we ain't got no money when it comes to buying your weave and your nails and get your feet done that's in the budget why the lord ain't in the budget when you when when when, when you get a raise everybody get a raise but the lord why are you still giving the same amount you gave two years ago 10 years ago some of y'all still giving the same amount you gave when you were a child I told you you weren't going to like me. You shouldn't have picked this thing then. You should have gave me another thing. How say you ain't grown at all? God's been too good to you and you're still giving the same amount and you wonder why you get the same blessing. Let me help you. This wasn't in my message, but let me give this to you. Anybody been to McDonald's? I know we have to eat healthy now. We don't go to McDonald's, but I got grandchildren. Seven of them. And so they want to go to McDonald's. So I'm taking it to McDonald's. And I noticed when you go to McDonald's, they got the first window. Y'all with me? And you put your order in. Right? Then you go to the second window and you pay. But let's go back to the first window. We go to the first window and you look at the menu and you put your order in. Now, my wife, I like to spend money. My wife is just cheap. So she gets to the window. What's a dollar? And I tell her, Babe, I got you. I got this. I got you. I'm splurging. <laughs> Whatever you want. I got you. I got you. Order what you want. She still orders the same thing. And of course, I ordered Big Mac. Uh, nuggets and, and some fried drinks. Of course, I don't go very often, but I did that. And then, and then the next order, you, you got to pay. You got to pay. What's interesting is, whatever you order, you got to be able to have the ability to pay for when you get to the next line. And then the next one is where you get your order from. A lot of us, the reason why we got few blessings is because we're still looking at the dollar menu. And if you put it in a dollar order, that's all you're going to get at the end of the line. Stop making excuses. Make adjustments. Don't tell me why you can't come. Tell me why you can't come. Don't tell me about you hurt and pain. All of us got that. Come on anyway. A lot of times when you get here, you feel a whole lot better. Amen. And let me me say, the the one time you miss is when the best service goes. Ain't you noticed that? When you don't miss, well, we had the best service. Oh, man, I missed that. (laughs) All because you make Excuses, and then I got to move on real quickly, and then and then I'm gonna finish. then then here's the part I want you to shout on. Drop, drop down to verse fourteen. Drop down to verse fourteen. Look at verse fourteen. Y'all go get mad. Watch this. And after word, Jesus findeth him in the temple. Isn't it something how when he got his blessing, he went to church. Yeah. Now watch what happened. Jesus told him to rise, take up your bed, your mat, and walk. The, the theological conundrum is, why would Jesus ask him to carry the mat? And he did it on the Sabbath day. Y'all let go have me preach this thing. I, can, can I just preach here just a little? I'm very close but time. Can I just preach a few moments? The question that the theological conundrum. Why would Jesus Heal a man and then tell him to pick up his mat and walk. Could it be that Jesus, whatever was carrying you around for all these years, now you're carrying it under your arm as a testimony. So folk can ask you why you got that mat. And you can tell them that I was impotent for 38 years. I struggled. I told for 38 years. So I'm going to carry this mat because only Jesus can help me and save me. Only Jesus can bring me from my sins. Only Jesus can take my feet from the muck miry clay and set them on a rock to stand. So when I get away, guess where I'm going? I'm going to check. I know where my blessings come from I know where God has anointed me I know what God has done for me and when God has done something for you you ought to say something yeah. so, so, so on, his, on his way he got the church let me tell you what happened so I want to tell you that he, he said when Jesus healed him Jesus said just just God said get up and immediately immediately, immediately. Yeah. see if you ask for something and not immediately, then you have to ask: Am I in God's flow? Because blessings follow obedience. Blessings follow holiness. I know we don't preach like this no more, but holiness. So when you get right with God, blessings come. Now, now, just because they don't come right away, sometimes God says, "Not yet." So, so sometimes it's, it's not a no, it's not just not yet. Uh, because sometimes God has to have you in the hallway of life. And he's working on you, preparing you for something greater. So he waits. But watch what he said. The Bible says immediately, immediately, get up and serve. Once God blesses you, get up and sacrifice. Once God blesses you, get up and lead and get up and work. Get up and give. Get up and pray. This Mountain View, get up. Do something. Give something. Well, I well, mean, I got a situation. Well, give something. That's how you start. Start with something. And then work your way up the way God wants you to be. Amen. There's no delay between the get up and the take up because overflow follows obedience. Submit your life to Christ and God will bless you. And you have to ask the question: Lord, am I in your will or am I in my will? Ask God, am I in the way of your will? Sometimes we we shoot ourselves in the foot. Hello? But don't ever forget what you've been through. 38 years. Tell folk where you've been to. And then I want to take you down to um, this verse again where he says he went to church. And what's so interesting about this church is that he goes down there and and, and God blesses him. And the Pharisees weren't interested in, in his blessing. They're only interested in catching him in the fact. That he was healed on the Sabbath day. Yeah, who healed you? Jesus. So then he goes and tells on him. Your testimony ought to be the same. Who healed you? Jesus then. I know you will not give all the credit to the doctors. They do their part. But it's God in heaven that determines your faith. It's God in heaven that lifts you up and wakes you up every morning, and that's where you ought to give the highest praise. I wish I had time, so if you're here, the Bible says he came and he went to church. I got about two, three minutes. Help me close this thing. He went to church, and there's nothing like worship. When God blesses you, you ought to come to worship. When God blesses you, make a sacrifice. Make a commitment. Listen, anybody can get a building, but can you keep a building? Just like your house has to operate, the church has to operate. Don't wait for for us to get up and beg. We need something. Give on a regular, consistent basis and watch God bless you. Go to church. Don't stop coming to church. And let me say this. You can argue all you want to, but the church is the best thing we got going. Ain't nothing better than church. I know you don't like talking about the church. Well, Well, I don't know. I don't like the church. It's the best thing we got going. It's the best thing we got going because what happens is the church is still right whether you like it or not. It's right. Let me tell you why I'm a member of the church. I'm closing. And I wish I had time, but but I'll tell you why I'm a member of the church because I think this will help. I stop trying. I don't beat up on other folk. But I'm going to tell you why I'm a member of the church. Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm not a member of a man-made church. Because they start a church, they die, and they're still dead. And I have a problem with anybody who starts a church. Dies and can't get himself up, because if he can't get himself up, how is he going to get me up in the last day? But let me tell you why I'm really a member of Church of Christ. I'm a member of Church of Christ because only Jesus can come to Earth, leave Heaven, come to Earth, walk this Earth, work perfectly, die for our sins. Go down in the grave, conquer death, hell, and the grave. Get up out of the grave, stand on resurrected ground, and say, "I once was He who was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore, and I ain't gonna die no more." Listen, any, and then he'll say, "I'm gonna start my church." Anybody that can start a church after they're dead and gone and come back to life—that's a bad boy. That's a bad boy, and that's why I'm in the church of. Christ. I'm in the church that Jesus set upon this rock. I'm going to build my Matthew chapter 16. I wish I had to. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. He said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm telling you, it's no other privilege than being a member of the church of Christ, a preacher of the church of Christ, where Jesus died and got up and started his church. And hello? Yeah. That's a bad boy. Yeah. Let me close by saying this. I'm done because my time is up twelve thirty. We gotta get you out of here. Several years ago, I was at Southwestern. Gave you a Southwestern story. Mark, where are you, Mark? Okay, so so where's Mark at? Where'd he go? All right, well, he was there at Southwestern. Well, there he is. And uh, I was trying to get out of graduating. And I went, and Mr. Crumpler was my advisor, and, and, and Ms. Simmons. And, and they said, Ms. Uh, so Simmons said, no, baby, your name ain't on the list to graduate. I said, I've been here all these years. Y'all know me. <laughs> you know me. Yeah, we sure do know you. But your name... Ain't on the list. Well, well, well now we, I've been there all those years. Sacrifice. I worked at McDonald's right down the street, right here on I-30. I was night closing manager. I had a church in Mount Pleasant. We share the same church. So I'm preaching. I'm flipping burgers. How can I can't graduate. Well, see, you have a balance. So your name ain't on the list. <laughs> I was never so hurt in all my life. So, so I went back. And, and, and I started crying in the room, and I said, this ain't going to help nothing. So I did what I normally do. I, I called up Dr. Wells. And I, and I remember now we had a pay phone. So I took all the change I had. <laughs> we had one phone for the whole hallway. Yep. Y'all ain't going to help me preach this thing? Yep. We, we, we didn't have cell phones back then. Right. We, had to, we, had to, we, we used the same restroom, and we all had to share the same phone. So so I finally waited in line to get to the new phone. I got to the phone, I put my money in, and 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 Dr. Wells asked his phone. Yes. I said, doc, doc, I need your help. What could I do for you? I said, Doc, I I I, need, I, I say oh a thousand dollars on my bill. Um please hold. I said, what kind of meth? Boy, you. Everything was going through my mind. Well, I was ready. I was talking in Spanish and, and hold it. You know what? <laughs> Y'all pray for me. I'm thinking. Everything. I'm just. I'm mad at Wells. Like, How are you gonna put me on hold? And my money just kept going. I'm trying to find money to put the machine to my hold. And then, and then, like five minutes later, he gets back on the line like nothing's going on. Casual. Not worried about my problem. And he gets on the phone. Mr. Pointer. Uh, sorry for having you to hold. But I was on <clears throat> the phone and I, I switched over and I talked to Dr. Jack Evans and I switched over and talked to um, Dr. Winston, J.S. Winston, and um, we're trying to work on a scholarship to help you with $1,000. Uh, can you hold? Yes, I can hold. i hold. <laughs> Sometimes God has you on hold and he's working silently behind the scene to give you your desires of your heart. But you got to hold on, put all you got into the phone because God has you on hold for a purpose because he sits high and he looks low and he knows there's trouble up ahead so he puts you on hold. I'll hold. So every time I'm in a trouble and I got a situation, I'll hold. Because God is working on something greater. And then I got back on the phone, and he worked it out for me. And I went the next day, and the same people, went with the same man. They said, now, Mr. Pointer, why are you back in line? You know you can't graduate. I know, but God is able. Can you just check the list one more time? Okay. Went down the list. Russell Andrew Pointer. My name was on the list. Is there anybody here? that knows they got baptized in Jesus Christ? Is there anybody here who got baptized into the Church of Christ? Is there anybody here who God took your feet from the McMurray clay and set them on a rock to stand? Is there anybody here that knows that God took them from nowhere to somewhere? Is there anybody here that's got on an elevated church and God took them from disgrace to amazing grace? Is there anybody here that knows that my name is on the list? Keep looking at the list because check it twice because when I got baptized, my name went on the list, so sign me up for the Christian Jubilee. Write my name. Write it on the roll. I come by to tell you the brotherhood can take, walk away from me. The church can walk away from me, but my name is on the list. I wish I had somebody that understand my name is on. You better check it twice. My name. My name. On the list. It just, I got to close. Is somebody here today? Needs their name on the list. Listen, anyone, listen, if you get to heaven, you won't get there by accident. There are no lost people in heaven. That's why we have to find you right now. If you're here, you come by hearing. I'm channel five preacher, give me one second. You come by hearing, you come by believing. Somebody here, I believe. Do you believe? Your faith ought to say, Yes, I believe in Jesus. Like the impotent man. I know the sick man is answering right now, but you know what? That sick man wanted to remain sick. He was sick. and Sometimes folk in the church, they don't want to get well because they want to keep giving what they're giving. Some folk don't want to get well because they want to keep living and shacking up like they're doing right now. Some folk don't want to get well because they want to keep smoking marijuana. Oh, y'all don't have that down in Texas? Okay, my bad. We have that in Minnesota. Where folk, you know, the special cigarettes. I know y'all ain't got that problem down here. I got a couple of members. They, they, they they're puff puff Christians. Y'all ever like help me preach this thing? But if you're here, give up what you got and come get what you need. <laughs> say, I'm tired of sin. You're not going anywhere. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it, whatever it is, whatever you're struggling with, turn, say, Lord, I'm tired. Turn it over to Jesus and say, Yes, Lord. And confess Him. Say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then repent. Yeah, to come from the group, to change your mind, change your direction. And then be buried in baptism in the water grave. Now, let, let me just say this now there's, there's nothing mystical about the water. It's just the obedience. When you go out in the water, come up, he saves you. An operation takes place. A spiritual operation takes place. He changes. Now let me let me say this now. Now, now if you go down in the water and your head was nappy, can I help you? When you come up, it's still gonna be nappy. Now, if you go down and you needed a weave, when you come up, you're still going to need a weave. Because that's not what God changes. God changes your heart. Some people get out of order and want to be almighty, man. You ain't Superman yet. Because God is changing and working on your heart. And then you got to keep coming to church and adding to your faith. Listen, don't stop. Listen, millennials, don't stop. Don't, don't become all spiritual and, and forget all about the religion. You got to come to church. We need each other. I need you. And you need me. Amen. For my, they they want to be church. They want to give and they want to do like the Whole service, I can tell all my believers because they stand up doing this right. And when and the offer plate be passed, they're still doing this right. <laughs> Y'all like to go help me? Listen, listen, listen. This is your church. Don't, don't forget the 80 20 year rule. Don't get mad at the church because something didn't work out your way. You need the church. You're going to come back to the church. You're going to need the church because Christ not only gave us personal salvation, but he placed salvation in Christ. Yeah. And when you're in Christ, it's also in his church. Amen. So you can't have Christ without his church. Yeah. I know you'll be all independent. I'm all for you. I'm with you. But you're going to need the church. Don't stay home mad because you didn't work out your way. But you get married there. You get buried there. Right. You get restored there you come and support your church. Amen. This is your church, this is where you get your covering from. Amen. How do y'all live in Dallas? And I see them when y'all driving at 80 miles an hour. You, you sure enough need some covering. <laughs> I was driving the speed and folks just flying by me. Yeah. Thank God I'm covered. Yeah. I got insurance yeah. and I have assurance. Thank God for the cover. Yeah. If you're here. So if you're here and you should, I ain't going to tell you what kind of car I'm driving because you're going to try to wreck it on the way out. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I got insurance and I got insurance just in case. (laughs) Now, now, I got I got life insurance. If if I go right now, my wife becomes a millionaire. I ain't planning on going nowhere. Because I have it. What just in case. my credit card carries car insurance and I have it just in case. It's better. I'm closing. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it. Don't you leave this building without your insurance policy? And if you read the fine line, you got to be faithful unto death. You hang in there. I know some of y'all don't like each other. That's all right. Hang in there. Go in the room and work it out. Work it out. <laughs> work it out and come out and keep building God's kingdom. Because some of y'all are just messy. Oh, I forgot. I'm not in the room. I got clothes. I'm not like I'm at home now. See, I told y'all I was acting like, I'm at home. You know what I'm saying? Y'all stop that. Stop that. Okay. I'm not at home anymore. Look, look, look. But if you're here. You come on and give your life to Jesus Christ. Come get some insurance. If you're not a member of the body of Christ, don't leave here without insurance and assurance. Because let me tell you something. You remember the man they put through the roof? Those four friends were so concerned about him being saved, they did whatever it took to get that man to Jesus. You're here visiting. Somebody brought you here so you can get to Jesus. Don't let this pass by. Don't let this time pass you by. If you're here, just stand on your feet. Let's sing the invitation. Come on.